Stream the show on demand at KetchikanRadio.com. Hello, 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 and welcome to the First City Forum, brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. I'm your host, the one and only Joe Williams, and I have a very exciting show today. It's sort of a double show. We have our friends from uh, First City Players, but first we have my friend, the the trailblazing entrepreneur, as I put it this morning, Mark Woodward. How's it going, Mark? Oh, it's going great, Joe. How are you? I'm doing really well, Mark. I am so excited to have you in the studio today. You do so much great work here in the community, and and you're such a a, a fixture. You 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 create the these entities that become such big things here in town. And I want to talk a little bit about it. But for those who do not know who Mark Woodward is, who doesn't know Mark Woodward? <laughs> uh, let's talk about you. Let's, uh, let's So who are you and how did you find Ketchikan? You know, I, I found Ketchikan. I actually I came up to Alaska in 96 um, just because it's a, such a special place and uh, moved up to Fairbanks and met some very special people. And, and they taught me that it really isn't who you are, but what you believe in as an Alaskan and, and how you can help each other. And uh, from those friends, I met my future wife. Um, and so... The fabulous Lee Woodward. Yeah. And so she's, um, you know, a teacher like myself. And so when we... Uh, uh, we're leaving Mexico. We actually went to Mexico for a couple of years and we were coming back. We were thinking, where do we want to go? Do we want to go to Fairbanks? Do we want to go to Ketchikan? And a lot of people talked to said, hey, Ketchikan is a place to be. Um, it was, you know, just a, a really vibrant city that I noticed a lot of uh, graduates would always come back here and try to find jobs. And, and that really means something to me. So we moved here in 2008. And uh, again, this is just a great city and, and uh, lots of family here for sure. Definitely. And you're originally from Nebraska, yes? Uh, yeah. I uh, was born in Wyoming and grew up in Nebraska. Went to college there. Uh, go Huskers, of course. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, one thing that my parents uh, did a real good job of, um, I think, is is knowing when it's, it's... My dad was a superintendent of schools. And so he would spend about four years at a place and then he would move on. And the reason why is he'd say, hey, I got something going good and uh, I'm going to move on to something else. And so he was really good at kind of teaching me that and... and and his, his father as well, my grandfather, really taught me how to hunt and fish and, and respect nature. And and, uh, and then my other grandfather had a, a music business. He had a store. And I, wow. I remember the store. I remember how cool it felt knowing that my grandpa owned this store. And those things just stuck with me and, uh, and didn't really like Nebraska where it was and, and what I was doing. And so I moved up here. And like I said, it's just it's a fantastic place and I love it. Yes, yes. And you know what I love most about you, Mark, is that you're not afraid to take risks. You see things, you see a need, and you and you fill that need. Uh, and, and I want to talk about uh, that when you sort of took the the risk of being a respected school teacher here in the community, and then you go and you open a dispensary. What was that like? What, were you yeah. afraid? Uh, what, what was that whole process? And why did you feel um, uh, that was the right move? Yeah, great question. And, you and know, it was, and, and I just would like to say, it's the very first one in the community. Yeah, it was it was nerve wracking and and I before anything and it doesn't matter what I do I do my research and I talked to some people and and gauged their opinion and basically they they you know were like well I don't know if it's necessarily a good idea but it's it's a legal idea you can go forward with it and uh, and there were some things going on you know with with a prior administration I had some promises to do some things um, especially with um, adventure education that was a big one that I wanted to do you know this school district owns an unbelievable resource in the Jack Cotant, this boat. Mm. And uh, they have a great maritime program and, and I wanted to kind of push it forward and the superintendent kind of promised some things and then backed out and, and ah. that 
kind of led me to, well, you know what? I had this other opportunity and, uh, and I took it, you know, and, and, uh, and here we are. And for a time, it was the most successful, well, first of all, the first and the most successful um, uh, cannabis industry kind of retail here in Alaska. Uh, and, and, uh, one of the, of the top five at, yeah. at one point for sure. Uh, and so what did that experience teach you as far as, because uh, it was your first real uh, big business venture, right? Yeah. So you, and, and it became a few different things, a few different entities that branched off. Um, so what did that experience teach you? You know, it taught me that your employees are everything. Yes. You know, I think that that I learned that because, you know, as is, it's funny. I'm as a Nebraska Cornhusker. I'm really into football and college recruiting and stuff like that. And and so I see how football recruits um, pick a school and why they do. And a lot of it mirrors a, a job or a business where, you know, like you, I recruited you because I knew you had assets that would be fantastic for my store. And I did the oh, same well, thing you. with Shane Jasper. You know, Travis Carter. You know, Colby. I mean, I could I could go on and on. And uh, and again, that taught me that if you you get the right staff and you instead of me telling you what you deserve you tell me you know let's make this work for you so that it's a, a job that really isn't about money but it's about how you can be a, a, an asset to the overall equation and uh, and that's one thing that it taught me and, and going forward with any venture that I have now like for instance I got to give a shout out to the two people that run our farm uh, John Kaneckel and Stacy Anderson I mean they Fabulous. are lifelong Fellow friends Michiganders exactly you know and and the reason why I got them down here um, was because they were up in Fairbanks and they didn't like their situation. And I was like, you know what? You two could be such an asset for this community. And they have been. If you don't know John and Stacy, you need to, to know them because they are just salt of the earth people who, you know, have the right beliefs. And, and again, those are the ones, my longest uh, friends ever. Stacy is by far the, the Alaskan I know the, the most and, and uh, they're family to me. And, and again, that, that has led to other things like working with KIC and the Tribal Scholars Program. That is another thing that just, you know, that taught me an education about how how if you set goals, it doesn't matter how crazy the idea may be. Like it's like taking kids subsistence halibut fishing uh, with a NOAA permit. I mean, tribal scholars provided the opportunity for us to do that, and they're the only high school in the nation. And Sonia Scan runs that program, and she taught me that again, if if you set your goals high enough and you have a belief around them, people will follow you. And and it was tons of success. And uh, like I said, I think that's what Ketchikan's taught me is that you have tons of opportunity here. You just got to go and take it. Absolutely. And, you know, I think of you as sort of a uh, alchemist or like a wizard of, of, of some sort because you do know how to how to take those pieces and put them to put them together just to create the perfect uh, atmosphere and you mentioned Colby Pollock uh, who is your your current uh, so you and Colby are currently working to, together to bring us Babe Island Lodge and I'm really excited to talk more about Babe Island Lodge uh, the campsite itself has a pretty rich history and you're doing some uh, or some really interesting things with it so I want to ask you like what is Babe Island okay so the Babe Island Island's Lodge um, is, is a place, it's part of the old Gildersleeve logging camp. And a lot of people here in town will know about that. Um, it has a ton of rich history out there. And, and so what it is, is, is there's just a couple floats left and we have a couple cabins on there. We, uh, we have a main lodge that has a full-size kitchen, cafeteria. And, and again, that's the way it was, you know, a long time ago with that logging camp. And the reason why, I guess, 
I really like that place. It's, again, it's just like a little mini Ketchikan to where I was first introduced there um, by Clark Stosich, who is a really you know, fantastic Ketchikan person here. And, and he just said that, you know, with this camp is awesome. You got to go out there. And not only does it have the history, but it was, for me, a place to take kids, to take that tribal scholars program because, you know, there, there's a little mini story here. The first time I went out to that camp and I brought kids, it was pretty bad weather. And, and I would let Rick Collins tell you that story. But, but I brought along two kids. Uh, it was Christian Enright and Peter Moore. And these kids were just like, hey, can I go along on this trip? And, and the weather got bad. And we were in a, like a tight, serious situation there with kids. And I saw those two do some amazing things to get us out of that situation. And that taught me immediately that, that again, it, it doesn't matter if, if you're not considered a, an intelligent student or whatever. These two w- were just amazed me at how they have abilities that sometimes schools don't really gather or really get out of a kid. And so it was at that point that I thought, you know what, I want to work with kids who want to get their hands dirty, who want to do electives, but do something called an, an authentic assessment, where you actually go out there and, and you provide for your family if you catch halibut or shrimp or whatever. And so that led me to the camp. And, uh, and even though we're going to have you know, your typical fishermen out there and your typical mm-hmm. things like that. Honestly, uh, someone posted on Facebook earlier today, if you could do anything in your life, money wasn't included, what would you do? And I would turn that camp into an educational camp for kids. Wow. And that would be it. And I'm saying kids from all over the world. Wow. I think that was Catherine Tatsuda who posted that yeah, this, this so. morning. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, Mark, uh, something I also really respect about you is that though you are obviously a successful businessman, it doesn't seem to be all about the money for you. It's about more. It's about building the, be, building the community, uh, bringing the most out of really everyone you, you work with. You, you know, I've always felt really empowered and really supported anytime I've worked for you and with you. So it's always really nice. And so I want to talk a little bit about uh about how of course babe island will be for the fishermen it'll be for the tourists but i want to talk about how you're also making it affordable for locals to be able to go out and uh and enjoy what you're building out there yeah that's and they again a great segue there because i i really think that that camp even though that there's locals can go to different places it's really prince of wales lodges are pretty locked into the lower 48 and, mm-hmm. and, and worldwide really and so i just i just don't like that and so i started working with uh jen brown and her group with forged and found Shout out to forged i hope and i found. can do this but you Definitely. know i i went to them because i think that they are a, a, a company that is just up and coming people i want to work with and so we want to find a way to work with them and i summer 2022 might not be that but i know going f- to the future like an idea that i think would be great is to have a forged and found cooking weekend out there to where they're running the show and and couples can come out there and and learn how to do this and eat the foods that they gather right there and there in the area i think that is just such an awesome idea and you know why have me run it when there's people that can already do something like this that have this idea and and so i look at it as how can i be a part of that idea with them and so that kind of leads to, you know, I want to do special local discounts. You know, we haven't solidified that. Our webpage is almost ready to go. Again, Colby was a fantastic part of that. Shout out to Kobe Pollock. Of course, of course. But, uh, but again, just getting back to letting the locals know that we could do things like that. We can have private parties out there. Uh, I'm getting a saloon out there. And, and it's yes. just really coming to a place where I just want people to know where it is and, and what they can do and, and what, it's, what it's all about. 
Yes, I really love the idea of the saloon as well. You, you know, you're out there fishing, you're out there crabbing, you're near uh, Babe Island, and you want to go take your boat and grab a, a cocktail, hang around for a for a moment at the saloon before you head back home. I think the locals uh, will really enjoy that because you know, especially during the tourist season, the, the bars here get kind of crowded, the town gets kind of crowded, so uh, people I feel are always looking for uh, for places to kind of make an make an escape while still being able to commune with each other there um and so i want to talk a little bit also about uh about the preservation of babe island because it is uh it does have a lot of history and there is a, a lot there and uh and i know it is important for you to not uh mess with that too much so you've taken a few measures uh to make sure that the uh that the landscape and the island stay pristine yeah and so let's let's talk about that a little bit okay so uh for those of you that don't know where the island is or, or the where the babe islands are is uh if you go into chomley which is chamondalay sound technically but uh if you go in there um you'll find uh hump island is kind of in your entrance as you go in um if you keep going that way you'll see the babe islands and they're a really special pristine area because there's a big salt chuck there and uh, for those of you who don't know what that is that it, it's a it's where a narrow body of land and a lot of water crosses through so it kind of becomes a raging river at times or, or it has a constant flow and so the kayaking there is world-class because you can actually be taken by the tide and moved around and themselves are about a you know a dozen or, or 20 islands real small so it's kind of like it reminds me of Sitka without the waves you know uh-huh. and, and it's just a really different area down here in southeast that a lot of people don't know and so keeping that pristine is is paramount for us and luckily the, the prior uh, management out there they actually have a four panel solar system they had professionally installed and and it is such a fantastic system that they could pretty much run the camp full time just on solar power wow and it, and if we want to expand a little bit with that we want to get a bigger solar system and 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 everything like that and so what we're doing is working with uh, um, Spruce Root, one of the local uh, uh, funding sources here. They're, they're so helpful in, in helping us set up with a business plan. But that's one of the things that we both really want to push is we want to get such a panel system out there that that camp is 100% reliant on solar power. And then that way, you know, with, with our DEC-approved septic system and everything, it is just a pristine area. But yet you don't hear any noises out there. You just hear nature. And, and again, once our website's going, you'll take a look at some of those pictures. And, uh, and again, I've seen, like I said, with my KIC groups, I've seen kids out there working so hard during the day, being exhausted, but they sit on those sun chairs and soak in the sun as the sun goes down. It is just magical. And then we've seen the International Space Station twice since I've been out there. You just see it go by in the sky. Oh, wow. And so it's just, like I said, a magical place where kids, you know, find out. Again, I think the two business, you kind of asked this earlier, to me, the two biggest classrooms and best classrooms we have here are the North Pacific Ocean and the Tongass National Forest. And I think that the more classes and kids we get out there, I think the better it is for everybody here. Absolutely. And to be able to take that and run by solar power so you're not uh, uh, sonically affecting the, the environment and you're, and you're keeping everything really clean and pristine, it's going to be such a beautiful experience, such a great time. Guys, be on the lookout for Babe Island Lodge coming soon. So you, you, we are accepting bookings now, yes? Yeah. It's, uh, again, if you want to reach me by phone, it's 907-617-8246. And the biggest thing is is those prime fishing dates. People really 
really want. And so we did two bookings this morning, and uh, they're going to be filling up fast. So if you're interested, give me a call. Uh, but the, the biggest thing for locals that I want to say is is for the month of May, you know, because that King opener isn't till about the second, the later part of the second week of June. Those six weeks in May and in the, a couple in June, we'll give an extra di- discount to locals just because we think that that's a great time. You know, school's getting out, stuff like that. And if they want to kind of get away and enjoy Prince of Wales Island, but have your own boats out there. And, and we have our boats out there and it comes with a cabin. And, and like I said, just, just look up babeislandslodge.com. It'll be up and running, I think, this week, this weekend. Um, and again, Colby Rose is the one that's done that. And, and again, I've she's a holdover from from my previous businesses oh, because yeah. she's she's great. Her the, and I uh, work together. The uh, best years of it, the best years. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's fun. Yeah, so be on the lookout for Babe Island Lodge. And if you are interested, locals, listen, uh, The uh, the uh, f- throughout the month of May and the first few weeks of June, there's a special discount just for us. I'm very excited. Yeah, man. Mark, I have so much respect for you, and I want to thank you so much for coming Same on here. to the First City Forum today and being with me. Uh, don't go anywhere, guys. We have our friends from uh, First City Players. That we're doing Jazz and Cabaret is back, Mark. Yes. Can you believe it? Uh, I'm ready. I, I remember my first year here, uh, Dave Rubin paid to have me do Jazz and Cabaret is where we we premiered our uh, our our original Do I Love You? Yeah, so much fun. So Sounds don't great. so don't go anywhere, guys. We'll be right back with the First City Forum. First City Forum continues on KTKN. That was What About Us from the legendary Pink. I'm a big Pink fan. I tell this story every time Pink is on this station. Is that uh, remember Hit Clips? Hit, no. hit clips those those little nope. tiny like <laughs> like clips that you uh, that you uh, plugged into this little player where, where it had thirty seconds of some oh, song yeah, you yeah, paid yeah. like ten dollars okay. for it and it was like the biggest sweep the music industry ever had because like you, you literally pay like 10, 15 bucks for these tiny tiny thirty second clips and and, that, and those were hit clips so when I had my hit clip it was there you go by Pink and Gone by NSYNC <laughs> those were my hit clips but anyways uh, Yo, Joe's not young <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. No. So we are in the studio with my friends from First City Players. We have Amanda Glanzer, Elizabeth Nelson, and our friend from New York, Matt. Uh, so, uh, And we're here to talk about Jazz and Cabaret. It is back after, what, two years? Yeah. It is. And it's Matt King who Matt is with King. us. Matt King. There yeah. we go. Yes. That's Only correct. because we have a history of Matts and Jazz Cab. So there's more than one Matt. <laughs> there, see, I was, to make sure okay, I was thinking, the, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, there has to be more. Because isn't the other guy's name Matt? That's why I was... Yes. Well, for a moment, I was unsure. I was like, "Is your name Matt?" I'm not sure, but it is. It is Matt King. It's he is safe to bet. He is Matt. back after two years, and he's here to give us a little bit of jazz and cabaret. Uh, so the show is going on the 21st through the 22nd of this month. So it's coming up soon. Um, the first rehearsals or the first workshops uh, were yesterday. So it's 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 moving. It's going. I'm excited. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Well, for people who don't know what jazz and cabaret is, it's a series of workshops that First City Players uh, puts on, and we've been doing this for over 20 years now. And um, we bring uh, professional musicians into town, usually keyboard players, and sometimes vocalists, and sometimes bass, all sorts of different people this year, just for all of the uh, reasons that everything has changed over the last two years. We have kept it really um, simple and small and invited Matt King, who I'm just going to let you talk a minute about yourself. I guess it's about quality, not quantity. It is about the quality. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, 
why sure. we would bring you to town, all that stuff. Right, why I would come up here. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I love coming up us. here. Hi, uh, folks out there in Radioland. Um, <laughs> I was always told I have a great face for radio. Um, and a great Ooh. voice. So, yeah, I'm a professional pianist and arranger and composer. I live in the New York City area. And uh, Elizabeth and First City Players uh, first brought me up here in 2014. And I've been up here, uh, this is my seventh year since then, coming up. Uh, and this is a great local event uh, that brings a lot of people together. Uh, I think the best thing about it is uh, if you love music and love singing and love performing, here's an outlet for you. If you've always thought about doing it and wondered, can I sing in front of people? Do I have any talent at all? Should I try this? This program is also for you uh, because we get people of all skill levels, all experience levels, uh, all musical styles. Uh, we say jazz cabaret. There is lots of jazz and there's cabaret in the sense of Broadway songs and stuff brought it, bring, bring, you know, that people bring in. They, but they bring in their own repertoire and uh, we kind of guide them and nudge them and work with them and try to make it special for them and try to make it special for uh, the audiences that come, which in my experience, uh, people, you know, the past uh, seven years I've done it, people at these shows walk away very pleased and and happy and entertained and they get to see and jazzed would you say and jazzed you say? oh jazzed up. i see what you did there oh. yeah uh but yeah they uh it's it's a great show it's a great event i look forward to you know being uh, on the working end of it you know making it happen and working with these fine professionals these two ladies elizabeth and amanda and uh, many of the singers and i've established some personal relationship with people here you know uh made some new friends up here um so i always look forward to that social aspect aspect of it as well but yeah if um if you're looking for something fun to do next weekend next friday saturday i would recommend getting some tickets to jazz cab because it's going to be great definitely and those tickets are available now i trust yes they are available tomorrow, tomorrow. um and that's at first city players and you can find those at firstcityplayers.org or by giving us a call at 907-225-4792 and i want to touch a little bit but on let me before you yes, go before go you move forward <laughs> let me just talk about the way ticketing will work this year because okay. it is a little different with covid and the way that everything is set up in the past we've had something like i don't know thirty-seven thousand tables and those 37,000 tables have um, eight people per table. And so we've been able to seat, do the math, a ton of people. This year, it's a little different. <laughs> we have, um, and we've had the cab tables, which are just basically smaller tables for two people um, along the sides up on platforms. This year, the cab tables are going to be mixed into the floor along with some of those um, bigger tables that will seat up to eight. The difference is, the biggest difference this year is you can't buy like two seats at a table and then sit with complete strangers. Right. This year, you're going to need to buy essentially the table. Now, we still want this to be affordable for people. And if you have three friends that you want to go with but you and, and, and it's just going to be the four of you, there is a price for four people at a table. Fabulous. But that means that when you show up, there's only going to be four seats at the table. You're going to have the option. You can buy a cab table for two and you can buy those bigger tables for four, six, or eight. If you have five people, buy a table for six because there'll be six seats at the table. Not a big deal, okay? So and it's going to be a, a different price for each. So whether you have four people or eight people, you're going to pay something that is more appropriate for your group size. However, if the four of us, Elizabeth, me, Matt, and Joe, decide we're going to get a table for four, and we buy our table for four, and then we decide, oh my gosh, Elizabeth's husband wants to come. My husband wants to come. 
I would then need to call for city players and exchange my four top table for a six top table. It is very simple. All you have to do is call us. So don't be afraid to book your table early and then and find then more people it. and give us a call back. And if there is a leftover seat, bring your chinchilla. Bring yes, the chinchilla. Absolutely. Hopefully it will be warm enough for that poor chinchilla. <laughs> Make sure you bring a, a, a warm towel case. Oh, they're case. fine. They, they have Nice coats, <laughs> or 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 bring a, a nice dead chinchilla and, and drape it over your uh, shoulders. No, no. oh, oh Peter, no. Joe, you just Poor made all the chinchillas taste. around the world cry. I'm sorry, they're so warm and comfortable. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, you're so comfortable and warm, chinchillas. I, I can't help it. But the point is that you're going to buy the ex- the the table will be just you and your social circle. So you're not going to combine tables and sit with strangers or or whatever. Meet new friends. It's just it's 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 part of the mitigation plan that we have put together for the Ted Ferry to make sure that everybody is um, everybody is safe and comfortable. The other big thing that we need everybody to know is that masks are absolutely required for the event. You can take them off at your table when you are eating or drinking. But if you get up to go to the bar, if you get up to go socialize with the table across the way, if you get up to go to the bathroom, when you are not at your table, you need to have your mask on. And we will have people like. Like, hey, hey, where's your mask? Put, put your mask on. I was recently in um, in New York and went to it a bunch fabulous. of Broadway shows. And every show that you go to um, has one of the ushers with a sign that says mask up. And everyone is required to wear a mask the entire time they're in that theater. And that's part of how they're managing to keep theaters going. And at one of those shows, there was one of the ushers stopped everybody, the entire audience, to let us know that if they saw anyone whose mask was below their nose, she would stop that show and that person would be escorted out of the theater. Well, there we go. So we just might be that strict. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see what kind of security people we can get our hands on. Exactly. So, you know, uh, so aside from all the COVID unpleasantries, which are necessary in order to have these kind of events yep. still happening here in our community, which we do appreciate, I want to talk a little bit about what Matt said earlier. You know, this kind of event, it, I look forward to it every year, just seeing the different talent uh, that they get to come out and express themselves, because this right. is an arts-driven community. Absolutely. So there are people who who uh, who live for the chance to, 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 to work with someone from New York City who gets who get to work with, with all the the greats and do all of that stuff and and they get to to get that feedback it's sort of a, a master's class workshop and you get to see how uh, how uh, that feedback and that experience can we can bring out the best and the performers so i'm always excited to see the, the different people who you see in the grocery store or or at say, or, or at 55 your north friends bakery and neighbors or the guy that always bags your groceries at safeway or whatever i mean these people some of these people can really sing very know? talented and uh and even if they're just getting started it's nice to get out and support them and you know just show support for the arts and people that are have aspirations to be vocalists or musicians or dancers or singers or whatever mm-hmm. you know it takes a lot to just allow yourself to stand up in front of an audience, especially if it's not something that you're used to doing. When I exactly dreamed this program up a, a million years ago, part of it was because there weren't many opportunities for singers in this community. There's a lot more now than there were in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted it to be something that felt comfortable for people who had experience, who felt comfortable taking chances, doing something maybe that they weren't um, going to do every day. 
that they could find a new way to take to approach a song. But I also wanted it to be something for um, what, what did we call it from from shower to stage was, I think, one of the early names we had for one of the classes where really if you love to sing, but the only time you do sing is when you're alone in the shower or singing at the top of your lungs in the car with the radio. You know, maybe there's maybe you really are as good as you think you are. You've just never had the opportunity to try it with a live musician. Or maybe you do need some help, but this is why we also classify this as a workshop. Workshop, right. Definitely. And it's so fabulous. I will always credit uh, First City players with getting me um, uh, into the ears of Kashikan. Although my first two weeks here, I think it was, when I auditioned for Mm -hmm. you for uh, Grease and I was able to do that. And then that same year, I uh, I did jazz and cabaret. Um, uh, Dave paid for me to take the uh, workshop right. and, uh, so that I can premiere his song Do I Love You and it was just such a great experience working with all of the different musicians uh, who flew up here that year and, and just getting all of that experience and just and just being able to share with the community uh, what I had so it's always it, it, you guys provide such a uh, a segue such a, a gateway a portal if you will uh, to, uh, to we're the gateway drug of the arts the <laughs> gateway drug of the <laughs> arts a <laughs> Wormhole. I'll say a word. I like that. Uh, you know, you guys really help to get people out into the community and become known. And and, and so I I've always appreciated First City players yeah. a lot. Well, thank you. Of course. Uh, we we certainly hope that people will come and participate as audience. I love to also say that. There is no form of the performing arts that is real unless you have that audience component with it. Exactly. A live performance is just somebody entertaining themselves until you have your audience there sharing it. It's like singing in the shower just without the water. And we've certainly had enough in the past year and a half plus of, uh, you know, Oh, virtual show this and virtual yeah. poetry reading this. Yeah. And virtual, God, come on, let's just get out. Let's get in the, the and same room and do something together. And let's get in the auditorium. Together. Now, Matt, I want to talk to you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so you work in New York, and and I want to talk about how yes. how the pandemic had affected you because you know you guys couldn't do anything there. That's right. Um, everything was shut down uh, basically by mid March, twenty twenty. Uh, I had lots of gigs on the books, uh, things in the, the greater New York City area, some other things, some traveling gigs. I was supposed to work with a guitarist from Spain. We had a little mini tour lined up I was very looking forward to. And, uh, of course, yeah, everything got shut down, no traveling. Uh, I rely 90%. I do some teaching uh, at home, uh, piano lessons and theory and that kind of thing. But most of the vast majority of my income comes from playing out live mm-hmm. and doing gigs, both private and public. So, um with there's no venues to play, then there's no income for me because uh, I did some of the streaming things, um, some of that from home, but um, it was it was rough. And uh, unfortunately for people like me, they're 1099 workers. I don't have a nine to five job. I don't get a mm-hmm. W two. Uh, it was uh, it was hard getting money out of uh, Uncle Sam. Uh, at least the New Jersey Department of Labor. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was no unemployment for people like me. I, I didn't see a dime until October that year. So it was kind of scary. I had to stop all my bills and you know put the mortgage on hold and blah, blah, blah. So, but then I, I actually found some things to do online. I found some, some, some uh, composing gigs online. Uh, I actually uh, wrote during the course of the summer uh, 2020, I wrote 100 songs for dogs and cats. 
for someone oh my who's gosh. marketing this stuff to the pet care industry. Yes, I, I can't make this up. Uh, and I was doing <laughs> so that at fun. my keyboard with my laptop and, you know, just recording digitally at home. And that was like a little cottage industry for me that kind of helped. And a lot of musicians were doing that as well, doing recording gigs at home, arranging gigs at home, recording tracks for singers, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, and then things started to pick up, as I said, this past May, finally, things started opening up and, and I kind of got some of that work from the previous year. So it got actually a little crazy because a lot of things that were canceled in 2020 were rebooked in 2021 once things opened up. So I, you know, I was just telling the ladies in the, in the lobby here, I've been running since May and I'm just kind of catching my breath up here <laughs> and catch a can now. Uh, so I'm back in the saddle. I'm sorry. There's like, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it's anyone breathing in the studio, but there's a ghost that has been, uh, um, tampering with my broadcast the last two days there's like a weird breathing and something in my in my ear and i've been hearing this whole time that's that why i'm like i'm kind of darting my eyes around the uh oh, okay. room like what is that sound anyways the power of christ c- compels you ghost <laughs> so, <laughs> so okay so you're back here in catch a can yes. after a few years of not even working in new york so what is it like being back in the community it's damp um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's because you weren't here when it was dry well, and was cold. Dry. Well, I was oh. expecting the damp. Uh, no, I, I, I really enjoy this workshop. As I said before, I've actually developed some, you know, and I know people now in town. I know where they work, and I, I know the, what type of songs they like to sing and what kind of voice they have. And, uh, and um, I just who will invite I, you to dinner? Yeah, I, yeah, some of them do, and I gladly accept. Um, so, uh, <laughs> love seafood, by the way. Um, so You're in the right place. Yeah, so I mean, I, I really look forward to it. It's it's always interesting to see what people bring in musically uh, and the new faces, which I saw a few last night, people I didn't know, uh, at our first work, workshop. Uh, it's always interesting to see what people bring in and see what kind of potential we can draw from them and the song that they're choosing. And, uh, you know, by hook or by crook, uh, we always manage to put together really good shows, like for both nights. Uh, so again, you know, yeah, I would and- encourage people to, to get some tickets while they last and come out and support live performance, live arts, live music. Yeah, from what we saw last night for the first two workshops, there's some really fun, interesting, yeah, there always interesting is. music, it's right? Gonna be, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I want to give a big thank you to Newtown Liquor, who is uh, sponsoring this show for us and making it possible that we are getting back in the saddle with the performing arts, all of our sponsors all year are just um, wonderful businesses, so go out and support the businesses that support the arts. A couple other things that are coming up. We are in final uh, callbacks for our next show, which is Sarah Rule's Eurydice. Eurydice! And that will be performing uh, the last weekend in March and the first weekend, no, the last weekend of February and the first weekend of March. And then right at the beginning of March, we're going to have auditions for our next show, which is called Honk the Musical. Honk the Musical. Honk the Musical, which is our multi-generational show. And it has roles for four kids, four men, and four women. So that's coming up as well. The other thing we have coming up is our... um, annual youth workshops our winter youth workshops called star path and we will be able to give you all the information about that when we come here in february but that will be starting um around that time so classes are gearing up for that and we're also looking forward to having some adult workshops this year what 
theater workshops for adults. Theater workshops for adults. Are we going to do rent? <laughs> Joe, listen. I if can, I ever see you around town and you don't mention rent, I don't know what I would do. Um, maybe you would never do rent, and, <laughs> and then I would feel responsible for that. <laughs> I, I just want to go back to Jazz Cup for a second, and, and you kind of touched on it. But there's so there's uh, 24 workshop workshop participants or 24 different acts. That's going to be split over two nights, so it's going to be two nights, two different shows. So I would encourage you to take advantage of the opportunity to see live music and come both nights because they're both going to be really good shows. And you guys are always, every time you divvy this up and you, and you, and you set out who's singing what night, it's always like there's something really intriguing Friday night, but there's something equally intriguing Saturday night. And so that's true. They're usually both, both nights are great shows. Yeah. So, it, but two different shows, Two really great shows, yeah. two nights. So and we will be expanded uh, by our local uh, musicians. Yeah, will be on board. Absolutely. So we will have the great Chaz Gist on bass. Yes, Chaz Gist. We love Chaz. And um, and Austin 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 Hayes on Austin drums. Hayes, and uh, they're both awesome. And maybe a couple other surprise guests. But we will have a nice band backing up all these talented singers. And uh, yeah, this next Friday and Saturday, I would recommend. Get your tickets one tomorrow. tomorrow. Tomorrow, I will be grabbing mine. I can't tomorrow. wait. What's on the menu? Who's who's catering this this thing? I'm excited about well, the food. Well, this year, um, because we want to 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 be safe, mm-hmm. bring <laughs> a box not, dinner. Yeah, we're not going to have a buffet line. Okay, in the that's back. okay. We're just going to have a, a spread on each table, which Fabulous. is another reason that you should come with your friends since they'll be touching. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just going to be a little spread of food at each table. It'll be things that that maybe. Charcuterie. We were talking yes, about that. We were talking I about live for charcuterie board, right? And we were talking about doing some um, chinchilla jerky. Stop it! Sorry. No. <laughs> what is it with you two? Listen, chinchillas are chinchillas delicious live. and they're warm. Well, I've never eaten one. But. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway, so we've talked about just some different things, but it will all be at your table. So fabulous. Um. Yeah. Don't come for the food. Come for the music. But enjoy the food as enjoy you the f- en- as you imbibe from the bar and enjoy the music. Enjoy the tasty morsels as you enjoy your Pinot Noir and the lovely sounds of your local talent. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah, that's coming up the 21st and the 22nd. Lots of other things at First City Players. And you can find us at firstcityplayers.org at 907-225-4792 or 335 Main Street, or check us out on Instagram or Facebook. Fabulous. I think we touched on a little bit of everything, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Well, thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, and welcome back, Matt. Uh, Thanks, and Joe. you guys Happy do New not year. miss your... Happy New Year. And you guys do not miss your chance to catch this spectacular show. Grab your tickets. They are available tomorrow on firstcityplayers.org. Yes? Yes. Yes, yes. perfect. Be there, be there, be there. Be there. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in to the First City Forum. I want to thank my guests, Mark Woodward and for, and, and the First City Players. Um, hopefully someday soon they'll do rent. I, 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 oh <laughs> I harass them every time, and I always will. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Our show is brought to you by Providence Properties in Southeast Alaska Orthopedics. Um, I'm going to go to the gym, but first I'm going to go to 55 North and grab some cinnamon rolls. They have the best cinnamon rolls I've ever had in my life. It's really crazy. Anyways, bye.